Welcome back to the Dad in a Rock podcast. This is Sean. And this is Chris. Hey, it's another week here at Dad in a Rock. Anything new? What have you been up to this week? Um, I mean, we've been getting out. I mean, you guys have known we went ahead and got my fishing rod set up and playing with some rockets, but my brother has been uh, going out fishing with his boys a little more often, so uh, me and Zach have gotten together and went out, and Zach is kind of showing us all up. He'll go out there, he'll drop his hook in the, you know, the pond for a second, and boom, he pulls a fish out. He's a natural. And we're like, no, this didn't. No, it's not going down this way. You're not out fishing two grown men, <laughs> and then two of your cousins who are older than you as well. So he gets one, and then he loses a little bit of interest. Yeah. But uh, we went down to uh, a local lake to us here today, and we went out there, and just like normal, he dropped his little spinner bait and hook in there, and we thought he got caught on a rock. So I go over there to help him get off the rock, and sure enough, he pulls out a flipping fish. Wow. I mean, he didn't even have it in the water. We weren't even there for 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And he pulls the fish out. I'm like, okay, not cool. I said, this, this is not how today is going. <laughs> it's pretty impressive. You posted pictures? Uh, yeah, I got a picture of him and his fish. And then I got one with one I have caught. I haven't put it on the Dad Rock site yet. Uh, but yeah, I'll be putting those up there. But I went to like Cabela's, went ahead and bought like this extra set to put on my you know, my set. and Casted it out there. And I must have got a caught on something and snapped it. Oh, wow. My line snapped and I lost it. So uh, I started you know, fishing with something else, but it wasn't very successful. And Zach got tired, so I picked up R2-D2. I picked up three myself, three little bluegills on R2-D2. So R2 caught four fish today, and they were the only fish caught. <laughs> <laughs> Impressive little droid. Yeah, that, that was the droid I was looking for. <laughs> uh, so that's good. I mean, I'm assuming Zach's finding it pretty, pretty fun, right? Yeah, I mean, he has the attention of a squirrel. Yeah. So while things are working, he's he's all about it. But, I mean, we go out there. Like I told my wife here, I need to go out there with just me and my brother. Mm-hmm. Just so I mean, we can go out there for a longer period of time, just kind of enjoy the quiet, just being you know, relaxing. With having three younger boys with us, that kind of goes away after me about 35, 40 minutes or so. Yeah. So they get stir crazy. It's a lot of energy to try to channel into a fishing expedition. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're just kind of standing in one spot. You're not even on a boat. Now, if you're on a boat, yeah, I can see them going for a long time. But just off the off the banks of a you know, lake, it's not too conducive for you know minds that want to get on an iPad or things like that for too long. Right. Something nice to do while the weather's changing. Yeah, I mean, we had that, and uh, I went ahead and if you guys check out our you know our Twitter page or Facebook page, there I put up a video. I think probably last Thursday. Of our rocket launches. So, you know, Zach going out there launching his rocket. My brother's boys, uh, Chase and Hayden are there as well. And my brother. So you see everyone there and just kind of, it's oh, it's about maybe a minute and a half or so video. It's cobbled together that, you know, everyone can kind of enjoy and see what we did. You know, the dead and rock bifrost, you know, we're going to the moon. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, the SpaceX launch. That's something that happened this week. Did you happen to watch that? We made time for it. Yeah. We were actually busy on Saturday and we got running behind. And it just kind of happened that we were able to figure we'll run a little later and we'll sit back and we'll watch the launch, which was which was pretty cool to see, you know, the historic launch, you know, happen with SpaceX. Man, I loved it. I mean, I had heard, uh, you know, news and seen articles that it was coming up, but it wasn't something that I kind of had on my radar to sit down and watch. But uh, luckily, uh, my wife and I, we've been having our ceilings done. We had a handyman come over for a couple days, Friday and Saturday. Uh, kind of plastering and painting our ceilings as we prepare to, uh, you know, get the house ready to show. 
But uh, he was jazzed for the SpaceX. He couldn't wait. He was actually taking a break out of his truck, I guess, listening to it on the radio. And he kind of sheepishly came in and he was like, hey, you guys, uh, would you be watching the uh, the SpaceX launch? I was like, you know, playing Mario 64. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, no problem. So I saved my game, turned it off and, you know, put on the uh, live YouTube feed um, on our TV. And we were watching. It was great we were able to watch the whole thing you know from launch and after launch and man the whole thing went really fast yeah we just missed or i should say i just missed the the docking on the iss this morning Mm. so they were actually nasa was putting it up live on their youtube channel again of them actually docking and getting out of the capsule the dragon capsule yeah which is which is awesome they're going to be there for i think they said anywhere between four days and two months yeah. Depending. I mean, that's a hell of a window. <laughs> yeah. If we lived in less dramatic times, that probably would have been the news of the week. But uh, there's a lot going on, unfortunately. But uh, it was actually a, a great showing of kind of the private sector entering the uh, the space travel game um, and air travel. So eventually, you know, it was kind of a kind of a landmark. It didn't feel that way this week, but we'll see what comes out of it. Yeah. After that happened on the Sunday morning, uh, one of the news channels was talking about the, the Russian rocket that's been taken, you know, you U.S. Uh, astronauts to space and how this may be an end of an era of this actual rocket that's been doing it for the past, you know, 40 plus years and how, you know, this may be the last, that may have been the last trip for them you know, going to Old Faithful, which I didn't even kind of think of it that way. Right. Yeah, that's true. Have you been up to anything this weekend? Yeah, my wife and daughter and I, we uh, went up to kind of a family farm here. Our Aunt Deanna, her parents uh, own a farm uh, about maybe an hour from us. And uh, so we went out to the country. Uh, my daughter Verona got to hold a chicken and kind of chase chickens around and yell at cows. And <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a good time. You know, we had a cookout and uh, socially responsible, keeping our distance during the cookout. But it was fun. It was it was nice to actually get out with family, something we haven't really been able to do here in the last few months. I've just seen some extra faces that aren't on a computer screen. Yeah. Goes such a long way. Yeah. So even if we are, you know, wearing masks uh, most of the time and trying to keep our distance, uh, you know, keeping that uh, six feet in between us, it was nice just to be around people and eat together and uh, looking forward to doing more of it, hopefully. There we go. Yeah, getting outside is it cures so many uh, ailments of the mind. It does, unless you have skin like mine, and that that just fries in the sun. And I've got I look like Two Face, where I've got half my half my uh, face and neck and arm just burnt to a crisp. I had to slap on aloe vera before we got on together. <laughs> a side story about uh, you know, Sean and his skin. I'll never forget this. We were younger, uh, both still living back in New Jersey. And yep. my mom thought it would be fun to take us to the beach. <laughs> and yeah, you know, going to the beach in the summer is an awesome idea. I love the ocean. I love the water. I love being out. Sean, uh, I mean, he didn't act like he didn't want to go. So he was like, you know, let's, let's, let's go have fun. Uh, we about killed him. I think we about gave him, <laughs> we about gave him sun poison. I mean, he came back. He's, you got, he's got the fairest skin. I mean, white as a ghost. Yeah. And he had blisters. He was burnt so bad on his ears and everywhere. And we felt so bad, but it's a, it's a sight I'm never going to forget. Yeah, it was rough, man. I mean, luckily, as I've gotten older, it's it's not as intense, the sunburn. I've got freckles that are starting to connect, so it's a little bit better. <laughs> um, but yeah, when I was a, you know, when I was a younger kid, kind of that tween age, um, I was really fair complected. And getting out there, we were just in the water. So, I, I you know, it's not like I didn't apply sunscreen. We we're just out in the water a lot, and I don't think I reapplied. And then getting home for the next few days at like literal blisters and bubbles on my eyebrows. And, uh, <laughs> I looked boils. 
yeah, so we never did that again without me uh, taking proper precautions. Yeah, wearing a hat and having you know, your your nose is actually white in some lotion. Just slathering it on, man, <laughs> like barbecue sauce. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I did want to go ahead and give one of our followers on Twitter a shout out. Uh, I went out there and put a, you know, if you go ahead and you become our 300th follower, uh, I'll go ahead and give you a shout out. I cannot believe we're at 300 already. Actually, 333, I think, is the actual number today. Wow. Uh, we've only had this running for maybe maybe a month at most. So the, the actual you know show or the follow is the fanboy and the hater. So it's basically it's another podcast. It's a very similar podcast to ours. Uh, they do a podcast about the worst and best of movies, TV, pop culture, and it's hosted by two guys by the name of Mike and Jim. So uh, I'll you know say a big thank you to them for being our 300th follower, and uh, for you guys that are listening, let's go ahead and check them out. I mean, it's if you if you like what we're doing, I'm pretty sure you may enjoy what they're doing as well. So uh, check them out on Twitter, check them out you know on iTunes and whatever platform you're listening. Because I'm pretty sure you can find them across all platforms. There you go, the fanboy and the hater by Mike and Jim. Check it out. Yeah, rule number 32. Enjoy the little things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so another thing that happened this week to, uh, well, I would say a lot of expectation, but maybe not a lot of fanfare, is uh, the launch of a new streaming service, HBO Max. Something that you and I talked about a little bit when it was first announced uh, via kind of an extended press conference a few months back. Uh, looked like something we, you know, really kind of look forward to, and I have been looking forward to it. Have you had the chance to check out HBO Max? Yeah, I did actually, and then uh, they did a terrible job of advertising who got this, how much it cost, you know, the whole deal. Uh, come to find out, if you basically you had HBO with a TV provider, mm-hmm. you automatically got it, right? Or if you had it through some type of a provider, you got it. Uh, HBO Go. If you had HBO in some instance, you got this app, uh, which. I really didn't realize I had HBO. I'm, you know, much to my amazement, I'm looking around all of a sudden. I've got you know HBO on my TV, and I've got, I've got like the gold package through Spectrum. <laughs> Whoops! I have no idea how this took place, <laughs> uh, but I dumped it down just uh, silver so I can keep HBO to kind of look at it. And I was you know a little worried about it in the long run, just because I yeah. felt it was a, it was underwhelming. I didn't think there was a whole lot going to be there. I mean, there's something. There's a big series that I love. I I love The Big Bang Theory. I always have. So that being there, as I can kind of just watch through the seasons as is, or pick an episode I want to watch is is pretty intriguing to me. Right. So uh, I mean, that's that's pretty cool. Is there anything about it that? What's your initial thoughts of it? Well, the launch itself was uh, pretty bad, actually, in my opinion. They had some key features uh, that should be standards and staples these days for any streaming service that are just not there. Uh, the worst of which being, you know, I, we both have 4K TVs and we are itching for 4K HDR content. We want to be able to exercise our TVs, right, and their their features and get the money out of it. And yet, how does this service not have 4K content? Like, At least no. give us what Disney Plus does. Say 4K and not truly give us 4K. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least fool me, you know, have the TV throw up the little indicator there. Uh, but yeah, no HDR, no 4K content, which... Is both, I guess, surprising and not surprising because HBO Go and HBO Now, neither of which had uh, 4K content. It's all, you know, 1080p is the best you can get out of it. I just think these days, you know, people expect 4K content. You know, you can't go out and buy a TV anymore unless it's 4K if it's over a certain size. So it's just like, why, why isn't it there? They just don't have the infrastructure. They say that it's something that they're planning on doing and planning on coming out, you know, down the road. But, I mean, it's... Don't launch it without it. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like, we're going to get to uh, 8K being the standard before HBO gives us 4K. Yeah, always going to be behind a little bit. <laughs> but you, you are a user of the Rokus. Am I correct in that? Yeah, that was another issue. So if you guys were following the launch of HBO Max, um, they were really kind of elusive as far as where you could actually get it. If you kind of looked and Googled um, and looked behind the scenes a bit, you would find articles to where they were kind of negotiating in the background with both Roku and Amazon as far as streaming platforms, which, you know, those are the two top uh, providers of uh, streaming services as far as, you know, the the units that you buy, either Roku or like a Amazon Fire Stick. Um, but that t- kind of takes up about 70% of all streaming is, you know, folks using either, either one of those brands. And yet somehow HBO Max uh, couldn't get it together to partner up with those companies before their launch, which is just crazy for me. I would say, so it's not on either the uh, Amazon Fire Stick or the Roku? No, it's not. It's not uh, on either. Are you serious? It's not on either one of those. So fortunately, I have a uh, PC hooked up to my TV, and you have an Apple TV, so we were both able to check it out, but uh, <laughs> I oh. can't believe it. Wow, that is a serious drop of the ball there. I mean, if you're not going to give it to people that are going to be streaming the services already, that's that's nuts. Yeah, I mean, how can you launch a streaming service and most of the people that stream aren't able to access it because they're using either Amazon or Roku? It's just kind of unfathomable. And uh, yeah, I don't know how AT&T, HBO's parent company, couldn't get it together to to work out deals with both Roku and Amazon prior to this. But that's kind of where we sit. I had to uh, watch HBO Max uh, on launch day via my computer or via, you know, logging in via Google Chrome and just making the browser window <laughs> full screen. Oh, that's crazy to think that the only actual like streaming like stick or anything device is the Apple TV. And it's the only one it's working on. I, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around that. Yeah. But I mean, speaking of which, you do have an Apple TV, fortunately. I mean, how was your experience? How's the user interface? Uh, what did you check out? Oh, it's not too hateful. I mean, they've got a lot of things. First, when, when you first log in, uh, you basically create a few accounts just like you would on any other device. So I've got mine, my wife's, and I got one for my son. So just kind of streaming through it, kind of going through and seeing about things that are there. Uh, we've talked about this in the past about maybe you know opening up the world of Harry Potter to Zach, you know, right. starting with one and two, and then kind of showing him one a year. Uh, with them all being there, which is pretty awesome. Uh, I've already mentioned you know, how big of a fan I am of Big Bang Theory. So with that being there, I'm happy. Uh, Lord, I actually started watching Lord of the Rings, even though I probably shouldn't have. Like the right. Fellowship of the Rings, it was eleven o'clock and I hit play, and next thing I know, it's midnight and I'm only an hour into a three-hour movie. <laughs> I'm like, "Yep, I got to stop this." So, I mean, there's a lot of things on there that I would actually enjoy. Rick and Morty, I haven't watched any of those, so knowing that I got that from the beginning, I can kind of get into that. Right. Uh, but saying all this, the likelihood of me actually getting in any of this is probably slim. <laughs> I mean, I want to, but I, I have a hard time getting into stuff that may not be appropriate for the children or the wife may not like or don't want to sit by myself and say another room and watch it. So I'm a real social person. I want to be in the same room with people. Yeah. I don't like, uh, you know, secluding myself. That's fair. I think that's kind of the way I feel about uh, any streaming service or, or new thing that kind of pops up. You want to give it some time to check it out to see how good it is. But ultimately, we're just bombarded by this stuff 24-7. There's so much content out there. We can't keep up with most of it anyway. Uh, so it's just kind of one of those things. But uh, yeah, this particular service I have been looking forward to. I'll just kind of go through the list here as far as what their brands are. You know how Disney Plus, they kind of have 
uh, that top bar, right? They have Marvel, they have Star Wars, they have, you know, their own brand of stuff, Disney, they have National Geographic. HBO Max is kind of the same way. They're actually partnered up with Warner Brothers as kind of the full studio. So imagine this is almost like Warner Brothers Plus, or at least it should be. But they have all of their HBO content, of course. You know, to be fair, by itself, if you were paying for HBO by itself through HBO Now, you were already paying $15 a month just for HBO content. So for them to double that pretty much or triple that with the other content, it's a pretty good deal if you think about it that way. But anyway, there's all of HBO. So you've got all the back catalog, Sopranos through Sex and the City through Game of Thrones and everything that's airing currently. But you also have uh, DC. So anything DC Comics related, Uh, That includes uh, some of the shows and some of the movies. And this is kind of what we're going to get into as we list off the brands here. My assumption was that, you know, take DC, for example. It's, It's a brand that Warner Brothers owns. It's a brand that's included with HBO Max. Yet when you actually click on the little DC library content button here and you see everything they have listed for you to watch, you get to watch the original Batman movies, you know, the Tim Burton Batman movies through the bad one, Batman and Robin. Um, they have some of the um, animated films, and they have like Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, uh, but there's a ton missing. I mean, I don't think Justice League is on there. They only have a kind of a select few titles of the DC animated films, the ones that were released to uh, video on demand, which are actually really great. To be able to have access to all of those would be just such a plus, but you only really get a sampling, which is was kind of really unfortunate and honestly my main disappointment. Like I wanted 4K. I wanted to be able to access it through my Roku, of course. Uh, But as I'm going through here, the selection just seems to be somewhat limited for the stuff that they even do have access to. Another example is uh, Cartoon Network and Adult Swim. I was thrilled as I clicked on Adult Swim and I saw that I could watch any episode of Space Ghost Coast to Coast. Oh, I remember you loving that. Yeah, it's been years since I've watched an episode of that. And to have every episode at my fingertips, I was just thrilled. It was crazy. So after I watched a few episodes of that, I'm like, oh, well, let me check out C-Lab 2021. That was another favorite of mine. And I go to find it on the Adult Swim section, and it's lo and behold, it's not on there. (laughs) So, you know, it's just another example of them having access to portions of these libraries. But, you know, if you're having a streaming service, a big launch, I'd assume that you'd have, you know, the whole shebang. Yeah, the one I just noticed is on there, which I may enjoy, is the Hunger for Hunger Aqua Team Force, Hunger Force Aqua Team. Aqua Team Hunger Force, yeah. Yeah, that one there. <laughs> I used to watch that periodically, which is pretty fun to see that's there. But they launched too quickly. I think they were too worried about getting out on the market yeah. rather than getting things in line to be ready for the market. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth checking out, especially if you were already paying for HBO. You might as well just download the updated app and get your extra content, right? Yeah. Um, And as Chris mentioned before, you know, if it's something that you're already getting through your cable service, if you already have like me, myself, my wife and I, we pay for unlimited data through AT&T. And with that, we've had HBO free. We haven't had to pay for it for, you know, about a year or two now. Uh, So we got it for free. So I just log in with my AT&T account and there it is. So, I mean, considering that I don't really pay anything extra, it's a it's a boon for me. Like, hey, great. It just wasn't the kind of launch, it wasn't the kind of access, and it wasn't kind of the kind of library um, that I'd kind of expected, considering all the information they had put out previously. Well, they put out that big release, kind of making a big deal out of it. And I think right after that took place, when people started learning more and more about it, and started questioning a lot more about it, I didn't see nothing else on like TV. I didn't see any commercials. I It's almost like this is almost like a, a soft release 
Yeah. They're trying to get it out there to kind of get a feedback, kind of like what uh, Microsoft does with Windows. Right. We're just going to release it when it's not ready, and then we're going to fix it as we go. Just keep on sending updates out. Another big misstep that I feel with this launch is that there's no real big boom of a new show, like new original content. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have Late Night with Elmo, I guess, which is, you know, fun if you got kids or whatnot, but... I mean, Disney Plus, they launched with The Mandalorian. I mean, talk about making a splash. The first live-action Star Wars TV show. I mean, Baby Yoda took the internet and the world by storm, right? And it was good. It was quality. It it harkened back to the original Star Wars trilogy, and people loved it. And it really kind of, uh, you know, people were going to get Disney Plus anyway because you know, people love Disney, mm-hmm. but to to get it and then day one, you're watching episode one, The Mandalorian, and people are just immediately hooked and enthralled. HBO Max has nothing like that. Yeah, no, they're relying on one show. Uh, it's called Love Life with Anna Kendrick. I mean, uh, that's 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 not a <laughs> The Mandalorian is just not. <laughs> yeah, no, that that is not something people are going to get the actual app and download it uh, to go ahead and watch that. It's it's just not it's not the name. Well, it's really essentially nothing. I don't want. I don't want to downplay the show because I haven't watched it yet. Say, hell, it may be a good show, but I'm not going out and getting the app for that show. Yeah, exactly. I mean, think. You know, this is Warner Brothers. Like, think of that catalog of Warner Brothers films from the dawn of cinema, the the big studios back in the day, right? Warner Brothers was one of the first. You know, somewhere in my head and somewhere along the way, I, I thought that maybe this was like going to be the answer to Disney Plus. How Disney had opened up their vault. Or, you know, at least 95% of everything Disney was going to be on there. Uh, stuff that we haven't seen in years. You know, folks that, like our parents, they grew up on, like, Don Knotts movies from the 60s and yeah. random westerns that you and I don't care about. But they could access that stuff. Warner Brothers has been making films for decades and decades. And yet, uh, it's just like a smattering of a, of a collection of these films. It's just kind of really disappointing. What if they're going to try to pull a Netflix kind of uh, feel to it where they'll put new stuff out monthly and take stuff off and kind of kind of do that yo-yo effect to you? Yeah, it, it's possible. I mean, I am holding out hope that uh, they will introduce some more content, of course, um, some upgrades in their technology, like going to 4K. Um, I'm not very silent about my dissatisfaction with how Game of Thrones ended, but I would probably rewatch that last season if I could watch it in 4K. Uh, just to see those battles, in, you know, in sharp HDR. Yeah, yeah, I, I would check it out. Yeah, I mean, I even went back. I've had a hard time. Like, I love the Lord of the Rings series, and when you're watching it through a cable box, right, on a 4K TV, there's something about it. I mean, I don't know if it's a smoothing feature that that's automatically on. Even when I shut that off, yeah, it's hard for me to watch because it almost makes me sick. Yeah. So I went back and I was watching it on HBO Max, and it looked it looked beautiful. Yeah, it wasn't in 4K. But it still looked great. I enjoyed watching it. It was one of those that kind of sat back and just watched that for that first hour of that movie. I'm like, okay, this is I can I can get into this. So just the fact that those three are there, yeah, is nice. Oh, I agree. Um, and for them to launch with all Harry Potter movies, uh, that was kind of an unexpected surprise too. That was a great thing. Uh, but see, you know, even at that same time, I'm just thinking like these beautiful franchise movies, like the Harry Potter films, Lord of the Rings films, the old DC, you know, comics films, the Batman movies. Just think of how much nicer it would have been if we would have gotten the 4K HDR version of those movies. Yeah. <laughs> 
it's, it's really you, you can't defend it. Yeah. There's really no reason why they couldn't have launched it, at least with a fake 4K title on top of it, just to make you think, oh, I'm getting into 4K. When you, you sit back and think about it, you realize, what are we going to do? I mean, who knows when they're going to put their first update out? And, and it may be the end of the week they put a first update out. Who knows? But yeah, for it not to be ready at launch, I think it was a huge misstep. And uh, it was kind of overall kind of a uh, disappointing launch for me because I was really looking forward to it. And, and I can only access it right now by booting up the old PCs. <laughs> you know, I had concerns about the app when it first even started, back when they first launched it out. Uh, the way that they originally said they were going to launch it, the price, the, well, those, there was no price point. Uh, there right. was no real direction on who was going to get the app, who had to buy the app. Uh, it just seemed like this had no, it was just kind of flapping in the wind from the, the minute they pushed it out into the world. Yeah. So the fact that they launched it this way really just kind of just goes along with the rest of the promotion of the app as well. I mean, Apple TV, uh, Apple TV Plus is still around, so this is going to last a little while. I mean, oh, that thing sure. is fizzled and <laughs> pretty much, that thing is dead on arrival now. Yeah, but even they had 4K content. <laughs> That's very true. Well, they had the money to pump into, like, their own shows, which you can see look like movies right. at 4K. Now, yeah, HBO Max, I don't think, would do that so much. I would think uh, with the combined strength of AT&T and Warner Brothers, you'd be able to do the same thing, but maybe not. I'm Like, like you were saying, I'm shocked that they didn't have some big launch title. Just something right. with one name in it or two names in it. Some big either series or even just a movie. Yeah. Big movie that we did specifically just for this service. You can't get it anywhere else. And they're trying to drive traffic. Right. Just for that first you know month or so. And if, you know, it's not going to hold on to it, it won't. But kind of go down the same lines of that, what's it, that streaming service, Quibi. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they were blowing the doors off the waters for like the first month or two months. Yeah. And it's fallen off of the rails. I mean, I think they pretty much either shut it down or they're getting ready to file for bankruptcy, if I remember right. It's yeah, it's not working very well for them. But, I mean, at least they gave us that pop. Right. They gave us that excitement, which, I mean, I never downloaded, so I don't know a whole lot about the service. I think it's like short shows, seven to ten minutes, something like that. Yeah, I think they're like supposed to be formatted for your cell phone, too. So, like, they're vertical videos. Oh, fun. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> I can see why that wouldn't work completely. But they were they were directing their audience towards the younger you know, people who would just be using it on their phones or on a tablet right. or something on those lines. But they gave us that, that there was an excitement about it. It was all over TV. I mean, they were putting, they were, they were blasting it out there. That's not true about HBMX. They didn't do any of that. And because something like you said, all the people and you know companies that back them, it's just baffling that they didn't push it a little harder. Unless they kind of knew how it was going to first come out. And then they're like, okay, we need to find, we need to regroup at some point. So that's kind of our feelings towards HBO Max and its launch. Hopefully it gets better. Hopefully they introduce some updated and upgraded technology along the way. A couple of bright spots for me that I did check out. Um, I think the kids' content is really good. It's got stuff by Sesame Street, so you know that's quality. Um, and it has the show we already mentioned, The uh, Late Night with Elmo, as well as some uh, original HBO Kids content that's uh, pretty high quality. And, of course, I checked out, you know, Space Coast, Coast to Coast, mm-hmm. and new episodes of Looney Tunes, which I really enjoyed. Uh, to kind of Looney Tunes are awesome. Yeah, to kind of watch old school, you know, Merry Melodies, you know, seven minutes short with Elmer Fudd and Bugs Bunny going at it in, in HD widescreen. Uh, that was enjoyable. That was the first thing or the, uh, my kids kind of keyed on were the uh, Looney Tunes and Tom and Jerry. Oh, hey. Zach loves Tom and Jerry. Nice. So he'll sit on my iPad and just watch Tom and Jerry forever. And now that it's on a streaming service, he can kind of sit back and <laughs> just hit play and let it go. Yeah. 
These are quality cartoons with quality violence. <laughs> yeah. All the Scooby-Doo's. There's a lot of Scooby-Doo movies on there, too. Oh, excellent. So uh, there's a lot of things I can see my kids watching, more so them watching than me watching. But if someone's getting use of the app, they're getting more coverage or getting more people watching it. And uh, they'll get, I mean, they, they, they're getting what they want right now. We're talking about it. Right. And, and the more people talk about it, either more people are going to check it out and get you know their opinions out there about it. Only time will tell what sort of uh, piece of the pie HBO Max will take in the uh, streaming wars as they continue. Uh, but so far, I mean, Netflix is still king. Yeah, I think they're probably going to stay in that same round. I don't, I don't see them growing. It's going to be in the same HBO Go and you know that like, that little kind of world they lived in right. that they're doing successful, being successful in. I don't see that expanding much more as much as they kind of hope it to. For me, they would have to really extend those libraries. I mean, give me everything DC. Give me everything Warner Brothers with that back catalog. Uh, Give me every show that was on Adult Swim. I mean, you don't even have that. So, yeah, they would really have to expand on some things. But, uh, you know, if I wanted to watch old episodes of Friends, I guess I can check out HBO Max. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, we have all this stuff going on there. Uh, me and you personally aren't big into this world here. I mean, I've tried dabbling in it, but, uh, VR headsets. I don't personally know if you've ever, you, you never really got one, have you? You never really kind of played with one so much? No, not yet. I mean, there's kind of a, uh, the price of them is kind of keep me towards it. I had, um, wanted to, I kind of thought about picking one up, uh, when you had gotten yours as a Christmas gift, I was like, well, maybe I'll grab one too. And he and I can get on it, but just kind of never came to fruition. <laughs> and honestly, I mean, I would almost say not to, I mean, I've got the Oculus go. Yeah. It was a Christmas gift. Uh, not this past Christmas, but one prior and I never pick it up. I mean, I, I was a never buy it originally and, you know, putting it on, just kind of goofing off and, you know, just looking around, you know, enjoying it a little bit, but there was nothing that was really bringing me to it. They got to put it down, and I, I didn't like wearing it in the living room with the rest of the family around and them not knowing what I'm doing. Yeah. Or, you know, just things down that line. What would be a drawback for you? Is there is there a drawback for you besides the money? Or is there, what, would, what would it take for you to get into the VR world? Well, right now, the biggest deterrent for me is that I, you know, I wear prescription glasses. And right now, I, you know, they're not too glasses friendly. Even the ones that are, you know, supposedly can fit over glasses, which I'm sure they do. You're just having a lesser experience because the eyepieces aren't able to actually, you know, go flush against your face. Um, so that's not, you know, I'm not going to shell out all that money to have a lesser experience than I should be having. (laughs) Um, so for me, it would have to be the added feature of, you know, having to go out and to an aftermarket company and get like prescription lenses to kind of place inside of these things. Um, and these things are expensive as it is. So for me to have to buy it, shell out the money for that and add extra money just so I could enjoy it to its fullest potential, uh, that kind of stinks. Plus, I don't know what kind of uh, content is out there you know i see the the beat saber game they like to promote that uh some different games that you can play in a vr setting which uh seems fun um but as far as apps around some other things like entertainment wise um i haven't really seen anything that really jumps out at me as something that would be like oh you have to try this out yeah one of the things i thought was pretty cool with the oculus go was i would have an avatar and say if you went ahead and met yours and we got together in a room yeah. We can sit back and actually like watch ESPN. So let's say if there's a sporting event on, we can kind of sit there and there's a massive TV in front of us. Yeah. And we can kind of turn our heads and we can see each other and talk to each other while we're watching uh, the actual sporting event or movie or whatever we really wanted to be on. So that, that was, that was intriguing to me. But I mean, seeing that I'm the only one that has one that I know of, 
it was nothing that I even actually explored because, well, dumb luck. I mean, <laughs> no yeah. one else wants to get into it. Well, see, that is cool. That would be a cool feature. I mean, have you even attempted to kind of go in and watch like live sports on it? Oh, I've done it a few times. Yeah, Janessa was actually watching uh, something on TV on Netflix. I think it was like uh, one of the Crown episodes, which I can care less about. <laughs> so I put it on. I was just kind of messing around. And it was a uh, UNC basketball game on. So I just put it on. I got, you know, I can hear the audio through the actual speakers. And I sit back and w- right. I watched a basketball game in the VR setting, uh, which was which was entertaining. Well, it was pretty cool. The screen was huge. But you actually had the feeling of sitting in a room. So it wasn't like your whole vision was the game. Now, I know, yeah. like, uh, the NBA has, like, free things you can do where you can. it looks like you're sitting courtside. I have seen that. So you can actually look in left and right and everything. I got to tell you, that's a draw for me as well. Because, I mean, tickets to national sporting events like NBA, like NFL... Uh, are expensive as it is, especially like front row tickets to where you're sitting on the court to where you are sitting, you know, that front row to the field. That would be a huge draw for me. And I know the NBA is starting to do it. I think the NFL is kind of starting to dabble. But yeah, essentially they sit a VR camera to where you would typically sit uh, a high price ticket (laughs) seeing all the action. And you get to look around down the field. You get to see people next to you, look up, down, uh, all the way around. That would be very, very cool, as long as the uh, I, the resolution is there, too. Um, for me, another thing, I, I don't like the idea of being tethered to a PC. Um, I definitely would need one that's kind of all-in-one, where I don't have to worry about having a, a high-end PC right next to me as I'm watching. So you'd probably wind up going more towards of the, uh, the Oculus brands, so like the Quest or the Go. Yeah. I think the Rift, you are actually tethered to an actual PC. Right. And even though it's tethered, I mean, it's the higher price of the ones for the majority of them. So of the Oculus one. So between the Rift Go and uh, the Quest, I mean, that one is almost 650 bucks. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I mean, that, that's not a cheap thing. So if you don't really know if you're going to be getting into it or not. Right. I mean, that's, that's a pretty penny to drop on something. And then you just be completely disinterested in it a week later. But it's kind of like that way with any new technology, right? We're, we're still kind of on the forefront here of, uh, be these products being available to consumers. I think, you know, I think we will get there. I think these things will be more commonplace um, going forward. Well, um, I mean, honestly, down that thought, I mean, a lot of the podcasts I listen to, yeah. I mean, they're talking about like Animal Horizon, Animal Crossing Horizons, mm-hmm. where they're getting like all their you know friends together and having parties and people are flying to their islands. Right. Or they're actually sitting and in, in, in having like a big group get together through VR. So they're sitting in the same room with all their avatars and they're interacting with each other, but they're not physically there. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it is something that is being utilized right now with that, uh, you know, the whole pandemic thing that's kind of going on. For me, it's something that I, I want to check out. I want to get into. I want to kind of dabble in. Um, I think maybe another year or two, depending on what kind of features they're able to put in place. But that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for an easy solution for my eyes, you know, unless I get LASIK here. <laughs> next couple years then it won't be an issue and then um you know not being tethered having good resolution uh good field of vision and having some apps that will support entertainment and wanting you to kind of come back to it over and over again have you thought about you know trying the ps4 uh playstation vr their headset and everything since you already have the playstation 4 have you thought about maybe going that avenue just to see if you like it or not because that could be a cheap way into it 
Yeah, I, I mean, it could be, but even that, I'd still a, an extra $250, I think. It's just an add-on yeah. to the PlayStation. So, you know, it's it's cheaper than, say, the Oculus Quest, which is like 650 But at the same time, it kind of holds the same hindrances, like, you know, what do I do about my glasses, and am I getting the best experience? And, you know, considering Sony isn't really the key player in VR these days, they're kind of an afterthought. Like, what would the support be? Like, am I going to be able to access the same kind of apps that are on the oculus web store you know yeah that's kind of one of those things that that have helped me back from getting that too well it's kind of the, the same we're in a spot now i think with all these vr headsets is back when you had your your ipod and your zoom yeah <laughs> which one are you gonna pick right and you're you're in danger of going with the wrong one yep or or uh, hd dvr and blu-ray oh yeah hd dvd and blu-ray yeah i was i picked the wrong one there i picked hd dvd as an add-on to my xbox 360 <laughs> which i mean was it wasn't that big of an uh, expense for you though was it Really, if I don't, I can't remember how much it cost to I get think like there may be a hundred, hundred twenty dollar add on that you uh, basically it was this thing that sat on top of your Xbox three hundred and sixty and you plugged it in with a USB and then you can watch HD DVDs. You just picked the wrong one, just like your Garth Snow jersey. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I had bad luck with stuff. Yeah, like so that. you you don't have a great track record. You and your Cutler jersey too. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, we're going down a whole other rabbit hole here. Um, yeah. I mean, when it comes to this VR stuff, I'm not sure what it's going to take for me to really go in. So I've got a habit of when I do something, I go all in on it. My fishing yeah. thing right now, I'm going all in on it. The rockets, I don't like dabbling. I like getting the full experience of what I'm going to do. The price point is something that is it's hard to swallow. Yeah. So it's, it's hard to you know to convince the wife that, yeah, I'm just going to go drop you know, $900 on this thing. And <laughs> I'm going to do it all by myself. And you guys can just watch me. Yeah, no. <laughs> especially if you have kind of an entry-level one sitting around right now that you don't even pick up. Exactly. I can see how that conversation would go right now. <laughs> but, honey. Yeah, right. That doesn't work with Janessa. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I kind of, I don't know if I'm sitting and waiting, kind of like we were talking about the, you know, the Blu-ray and HD DVDs, is AR coming? Yeah. And I can, I can almost see AR coming and it being more widely embraced than VR. Right. So it's kind of like if you're wearing, if I'm wearing a pair of Ray-Bans and everything is, you know, within my vision. And then if you bring your hand up in front of your vision, you swipe left or right. It's actually using as a controller in essence. Yeah. So I can, I can see wearables happening for everyday life, almost surpassing what a VR headset would be uh, just in private use. Yeah, I can see the technology going that way, too, where you really, instead of having this huge hunking piece of plastic sitting on your face like a VR headset, it's just going to be like a pair of Ray-Ban sunglasses that you put on that have the audio integrated with it, that have AR features, and has its own like app store. So you will be able to watch movies with a buddy that's, you know, states away, uh, watch live sporting events, do all the stuff that you would enjoy with a VR headset, but with an actual pair of glasses that uh, won't be uncomfortable. You can use your own hands instead of a controller. I, I feel yeah. like that's the way this technology is going. And I think it'll be pretty widely integrated and, and something that'll be normalized. But we just aren't there yet. Yeah, I can, I can see that with... The original, like, say, first generation type thing like that yeah, would be, there'd be like, a, you know, like, you have those ties for your, your glasses to hold them onto your head. Right. I can kind of see a tether going down maybe the back of your shirt to your phone. Yeah. And that's where it's powered. But uh, I, I've heard a lot of chatter about things like that. I mean, nothing, obviously nothing has really come out. 
So it'll be kind of curious to see when something like that does happen. And when these two, you know, forms go head to head, which one will actually wind up taking the lead on it? (laughs) I just fear we're going to get to a day soon because you know how quickly technology gets to a point. I mean, you think of cell phones and just how much they've come in the last 10 years even. Um, I think we will get there. And I think um, the VR headsets that are out now will be quickly dated. Like they'll just be Mm -hmm. those useless technology, the hunks of junk that are being landfills because nobody uses them anymore. Ready player one. (laughs) (laughs) You see all the different generations that they're wearing. But uh, I mean, all in all, all, I think it's something then that's coming. Our kids are going to see it. It's going to be second nature to their, to their kids. I think, uh, I don't know how much we'll wind up seeing, but, uh, but uh, you know what, after doing all this, talking all this, you know, future stuff, how about we jump into one of those old cars and just cruise right into that cheesy. What do you say? You think it's about time? <laughs> it's that time. It's that time. Well, I warned Sean earlier that this may be a joke. If we were in the same room, he may punch me for it. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and go and roll with it. Why do dramatic teenagers hang out in groups of three, five, and seven? Whoa. Uh, I don't know. Why? Because they can't even. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I really like that one. Awesome. <laughs> I like that delivery too. You went for it. You went for that teenage <laughs> delivery. I'd go I had to go all in. <laughs> they can't even. <laughs> uh, all right, I got one. That was good. Okay, that 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 gets the laughs. That gets the studio audience laugh. All right. Uh what kind of concert only costs 45 cents? What is it? A uh, 50 cent concert featuring Nickelback. Uh, okay. <laughs> did, did, have you heard that one before? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I knew. I wasn't going to spoil it. I, I knew the oh, joke. Oh, dang. Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> oh, yo, it, it's always a fun one, though. Yeah, that one's gotten around, I think. Wait, wait, you know what? It falls into our cheesy. Go. It's pretty cheesy. Both of them, man. We don't, we we are not giving you high quality no, jokes this here. This is what you get. Yeah, exactly. And if you're expecting more, you know, more by now, you are your expectations are way too high. Yeah, but please keep listening. Yeah, exactly. I <laughs> uh, just want to give a you know, quick shout out to our you know social media pages, you know our you know Twitter account, our Dad in the Rock Facebook account, our YouTube channel. I mean, we're putting it out there quite a bit. If you watched the actual uh, rocket launch, you heard me uh, give a you know a shout out to the beginning about liking, subscribing, and uh, hitting that little bell because I mean we're going to be putting up periodic videos. I mean, we were going to do a fishing video. I've come to realize that a fishing video is going to be really difficult to shoot mm-hmm. just because the uh, how erratic fishing is over saying, you know, shooting a rocket off. I get a countdown with a rocket and I know when to shoot rather than, you know, catching a fish once an hour. That's a lot of editing. Yeah, exactly. That's a lot of, you know, space being used up on my phone too. <laughs> oh yeah. Just running behind me for an hour. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I think that's a you know a pretty good spot for us to go ahead and sign off from here for the evening. So if uh, I'm Chris here, this is Sean, and uh, you guys have a good one. That's all, folks. <laughs>